with the top of Vesamaches. And a few lines down, beginning with the word Libriya Yeshnan Shnei From the middle of a very, very, very big yisait, the whole safe is leading up to the conflicting retainers that we have. That we all want to be good Jews, and we all want to do tshuva, to be to daven, and to learn, and to do mitzvahs, and to improve our midas. We all want that, but we also want other things. Like the person who wants, who wants to be healthy, but he also wants to eat the wrong things. So when there are conflicting retainers, what do we do in that situation of, conf- of conflicting retainers? The Tarot says that a person has to, a person must come to his true rutzen, and only when a person works with his true rutzen will he be able to be menatzeach that rotson that is outside of him, that's really not him. Taking away, the last thing we were learning was taking away the something that a person feels is connected to the nakuda of his rotson, to his inner will and desire. Taking that away could be mamish dangerous. It could be even physically dangerous, <coughs> emotionally dangerous. There's no question about it. Because as Rav Schwartz said, the etzem achayim e'efsher v'os l'kachas mi'ha'odam. E'efsher v'os l'kachas mi'ha'odam. As long as somebody feels that this is the l'kudas achayim of who I am, this is the deepest rotsen, this is a very deep rotsen that I have, to take that away. You can't try to take it away. The person might give it up for a short time. But they come back to it. They come back to it. Let's just start from the top of the page again to go back into it. So therefore, the first avayda in everything, the beginning of one's avayda, is to feel life in, in the nakudas achayim in the correct way. If a person feels that his nakudas achayim is a drink of alcohol, or as Nakuda Sachaim is a movie, or as Nakuda Sachaim is a particular friend that he has, then if that Nakuda Sachaim is taken away, so the person doesn't feel a reason to live. On the other hand, this individual's this individual's hergish feeling for what life is is a mistake. It's a terrible mistake. That's not that's not the tachlis of life. So, therefore, the beginning of Avaidah is to feel what life is in the correct way. To know what Be'emis, what is truly life. What is it that is the imposter of life, that's imitating life? That right now, that drink of alcohol is telling you that without me you can't live. Right now, that friend is saying that if I break up with you, you can't live. That's a dimui hachayim. That's an impersonation of life. That's not your life. But you feel that it's your life. And because you have that mistaken idea that that's your life, you have a rotsen for that drink. You have a rotsen for that, 
for that uh, cigarette, you have a rutzen for that movie, you have a rutzen for that friend that's bad for you, whatever it might be. Because you identify that with the with with what your life is all about. So our job is to get out of that imposter, that imitation of life, and to enter into true life. Let's go back to the example that we used with eating, the desire to eat. Should I eat this? Should I not eat this? It's not only a simple question, should I eat this or not eat this, which we usually just are struggling. You know, how many calories does this have? Or how bad is this? It's a much deeper question. In creation, there are two roots. There are two sharashim. And this is the sharash of all we've been talking about until now. Sharish Echad, Humashabari Ha'ilam writes it. He's talking very straight and clear. One Sharish of creation is what HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants. What does Hashem want? The Sharish Naisafu, Masha Ha'adam writes it. The other Sharish is what do I want? What does man want? Mashabari Ha'ilam writes it. This is Ha'ilam Echad. What HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants? That's one world. That's one reality. What Hashem wants. Umasha ha'anishal ha'adam writes abetivai, and what man by his nature wants. So elam It's also a different world. And if you take that piece of paper and you fold it in the middle and you write on one side what God wants and you write on the other side what I want, it'd be very interesting to see how many of those match what God wants and what you and what, and what I want. Those are two different worlds. Those are two different two islands. What we're living through right now, really, this is what the author of Nazius I was talking about in school the other day. The matzav that we're in right now is that you have millions of people that are saying, "I want the money that I once had." Plus, I want that. And on the other hand, you have the Barshalom saying, "I don't want that." I don't want you to have that now. And depending upon how wide that world is that separates between the two sides of the paper, that's how you're dealing with it. That's how a person can deal with that matzav of the the terrible abyss that separates between what I want and what God wants is what causes pain and misery and suffering. More than the loss, more than not having the money, because there are people that don't have billions of dollars, or millions of dollars, or hundreds of thousand dollars, and they're happy. So it's not the amount of money that that makes a person happy. It's it's how a person, how far a person is from what God wants. There's what I want, and there's what God wants. Two different worlds. Hamava ben Harilam shel haani writes that transition, that's the tachlis of our lives. In the middle of Reis Samaches, the tachlis of life is being able to cross over from what I want 
to what God wants. To such a point that I want, I want the same thing that God wants. That's the Tachlis. Ritzayni, or Ritzayneinu lasis Ritzayncha. That's the Tachlis. That I, my Ratzin, my deepest desire is the same as the Barishlam's deepest desire, Kivyachim. That's the Tachlis of life. But getting to that place, getting to that point, from what I want to what God wants, he explains, it's not something which can happen suddenly. Loma varachad. It's not a, it's not a sudden, immediate transition that a person can make. Zomavar bahadraga. It has to take place gradually. It takes time. Truthfully, this is the mahalach. This is the journey of a person in this world. To cross over from what I want to what the Barnishalm wants. So let's go back to the simple marshal. Should I eat this right now, this food, or should I not eat it? So there are two ways of looking at this. Okay, let's ask the Barnishalm what he wants. What does Barnishalm want? Barnishalm wants that I should be healthy. The doctor said this food is killing me. The Baron Shalom gave me a mitzvah in the Torah. That's how we know what he wants. He told us that we should try to make your to, to to be healthy, to eat intelligently, and and to stay away from something that's bad, and so on. So as far as Makadosh Baruch Hu writes, it's clear, without a question, that Kadosh Baruch Hu wants me not to eat this food. He wants me not to eat this food. That already takes a certain amount of honesty. A lot of people will say, not like that. They'll say, well, I'm not, not so clear to me. I mean, 95% of the world. I don't know really what God wants. Maybe occasionally he would like me to have this. But, Makash Bohu writes it. That's one question. And that's one way of looking at this at this uh, um, decision of eating or not eating. So, Makash Bohu writes it. What does Hashem want? Vashani. Ma'ani writes it. What do I want? First, a person must come to the pnimius of that truth, of What does he want? What does our father want? What does the Baruch want? And don't go into a drasha about what he wanted from Avram Avinu, from Yitzhak Avinu. What does he want from you? What does he want? <coughs> the second thing is let's use another example a simple example about food a person standing in shul a person standing in shul Shabbos and there's conversation going on he has something to contribute to the conversation he's going to explain how the entire economy is going to be fixed and he knows that the world is waiting for his commentary so he hears a conversation. Two guys are talking next to him about what to do with the economy. And, he, and inside of him, he's burning. to say, oh, it's ridiculous. It's not an eight. So I know how the world's going to be fixed. And he has a cheshek to say this. He has a cheshek to say, no, you have to sell this or do that and whatever. Appoint this, make this committee, whatever. Whatever the eight is that he thinks is the truth. So he has to stop. And he asks himself, Maha Kaddish Bohu writes what does the Barishalom want right now in my life? He wants me to die. 
It's not a hard question. What do I want? I have this thing that I want to share with my friends. And I want that on many levels, I want to share this information so maybe I could help the economy. I want to be able to also show that I'm smart. I want to be able to be like one of the guys, because otherwise they think that I'm like some from nerdy guy that I'm not answering them in shul. There are a lot of things that I want. But those are things that I want. Makadish Baruch who writes it. What does he want? The first thing is to be honest and real and to answer that question. Not fancy, plain. We have a nice term for that. Also, very simple. Let's think of the Yetzirah Toiv is that that knowledge inside of me that can answer that question honestly. What does God want? The correct answer to that, and my knowing that correct answer, we call the Yetzirah Toiv. The good Yetzirah. We shouldn't think of it as being a little malach and some white little thing flooding around inside of our brains or our hearts. We shouldn't think of it as my as my Elta Zaidi and my this and my that. It's my ability to answer that question. Ma HaKadosh Baruch writes it. Whenever you want to know what your Yetzirah Toiv is saying, you can stop at any time and ask. Ma HaKadosh Baruch writes it. Sometimes the answer is, I'm not sure. So you have to speak to an, a Talmud Chacham or a Tzad. But, or a good friend that, that, that knows you. And but that question, Ma HaKadosh Baruch writes it, that's the Yetzirah Toiv. The answer to that question, even asking the question, that's the Yetzirah Toiv. The Chain Levar La'atzmai, Mahu writes it. So you have to set it up like this. This is very simple and straightforward, and we can all work on this immediately. I ask, Ma Kadosh Baruch writes it. And I try to be I try to be brutally honest about that. Makash Bokha writes it. No games. No lumdis. Makash Bokha writes it. Then I ask, Ma'ani writes it. What do I want? Again, honest. No games. Makash Bokha writes it. Ma'ani writes it. Kasha Ma'id La Adam Lot says me Mahalach Aidesha Yaimer. It's very hard to change. A way of life. When it comes out to the following, Hakadosh Baruch Hu writes a kach, Ani writes a acheres. Remember, the rotsn of a person is his feeling for life. Remember that it's hard to take away from a person that feeling that he has of wanting and of life. So now we have a stalemate. We have a problem. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is honest, and he, says, he answers the questions. He says, HaKadosh Baruch Hu writes a kach. I know. Hashem wants me not to eat this food. Hashem wants me not to talk in shul. HaKadosh Baruch Hu writes a kach. Avalani writes a But the emiss is that I don't want that, what God wants. I want something else. Now, when you're in that stalemate, it's very hard to change. Because remember, a person does not willingly give up his rotsen. He might for a short time, 
he might somebody might scare him, or let's say with a talking shul, the rav might give him a dirty look, or he might remember some something that he heard in the shir that you know we're all gonna you're all gonna die and whatever. So the, so then for a second he has, or for for that conversation he could hold back, but long term it doesn't change his life because he's in a stalemate. Hakadosh Baruch Hu writes a kach, va'ani writes a acheres. It's a stalemate. So what does the nice guy try to do? Avater al-mashani writes, this is what we're asking our kids to do. We're much less adept at it, but we certainly expect our kids to be good at it. So under the best circumstances, what we try is the following. Avater al-mashani writes, this could be one of the most important things that we learn in life. Avater al-mashani writes, you know what? Look, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? God, you want that. I'm, I'm, I have to be honest about it. I'm not an Amharic. I'm not Hello, you want that. I want something else. I'll give up. I'll give up what I want so that so that God could have what he wants. It's harsh of a thing, but it doesn't change your life. You, you could do that. You could do that every now and then. You could have like a, a courageous moment. You could be a person like that with Kaichis of Messias Nefesh. Avater al Mashani writes it, Ve'esama Shakarish Borah writes it. Zui Mamish Messias Nefesh. I mean, that's that's a Gvaldigia thing. Messias Nefesh. I want something, God wants something, I give up what I want because of what God wants. Say that. Most of our Yiddishkeit is around that Nakuda. Velo Kalachat Nusugal is Ramiyam the Madrega Azu. Not everybody's capable of lifting himself up to that, Messias Nefesh. And even if he is, it's not for a long time. Not for a long time. Remember, the rutsin that a person has, it's very hard to give up. And to take it from him is dangerous. So there is this gap between what God wants and what he wants. So he can say and try, okay, I want that. But I'll do what God wants this time. You can't think of your whole life like that. A person might be able to die like that, but to think of living your whole life like that is very hard. Even like, even to think that way for, to live like that for a month, or for two, for six months. That you want something, but not the only time you want it. Amish want it. It's the biggest rotsing you have. And the God says he wants something else. And then to say, okay, and this is going to be an ongoing thing. It comes up every day. Okay. So I'll, I'll, I'll do what God wants. Give a try talking to a person who got, who fell into the Indian of, of, of falling in love with a, with a, a, a shiksa, with a guy. And to try to talk them out of it. He knows that. The person I, says, says, I understand God wants me to marry a Jew. Well, God doesn't want me to marry this guy. On the other hand, I'm shiggy in love. I have a big rotsin for this. So you try, you know, you try the Jewish heritage tour. You know, you, know, you have a responsibility to people who are thousands of years old and what's going to be with your children. And your It's not nice to interrupt. It. If you're very good at that, maybe if you're very good at giving that that speech over, maybe, you know, you can, you can make some progress. It's unlikely. And if the rotsin is very strong with that guy and girl, it's very, very unlikely that the Jewish heritage thing is going to work. The responsibility to your people 
you know, your grandparents were killed in, in, in the Holocaust, and how could you do this? And all these Deborah, anybody that's ever been in this Indian knows that that's not very effective. And you think you were much later. And you find out that, that three days later they're back together. It's very hard. So what do you do? The person says, I know that God wants me not to. I know that God doesn't want me to do this. But I, 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 I can't envision living without this person. It's my So you're trying to take this away from me. Whoever it is, the nice relative, the nice rabbi, you're trying, the rabbi, you're trying to take this away. I can't. I'm stuck in this place. So you're saying, so now you're telling me is give this up for the sake of God. Give this up. It's very hard. It's a very hard thing to do. Not everybody can, can rise to such a thing. That person might even tell you, you know what, if God would ask me to throw myself off a cliff or they're going to convert me to something, I, I could do that. I just, but I can't live without this person. I, I don't see how I could go ahead with my life. There are people like this. We've had situations like this. So what do we do? The easiest and most successful approach is to try to explain to myself that I should want that I that what that I should that I that I should want what God wants. Not that I have my thing, God has his thing, I'll do this one for the for the boss. But that I should want the same thing that the boss wants. So I should try to understand on such a level what God wants, what the Baron Shalom wants. That I also want that. Not that I'm forcing myself, but I also want it. Not to force myself to concede defeat to Hashem. Throw up my hands and say, well, what am I going to do? Okay, God, you win. That's not an Eitzim. It might be temporary, might, but it's not an Eitzim. The Emes is not an Eitzim. That's why we're having such problems with that Yiddish guy. Because much of what we do is Al Derech Zeh. So God wants this, I want that. Okay, so I'll do what he wants. I want to sleep. He wants me to get to go to school. Okay, Monsieur Snapper, I'll do what he I'll do what he wants. You win. Here I am in school. You won. I'm in school. It's not the tachlis. It's a madrega. It's not the tachlis. Vada shazuiha emes. Certainly, that's the truth. What this person did by saying that—that I—that I—I—I'm forcing myself to give up, what to, to to surrender what I want in order to do what the Rosh wants. It's certainly emes. It's a madrega. But it's not a way of avoiding in life to have such a gap where you have to jump over. From what I want desperately to what God wants, and to and to go through constant 
situations where mysterious nefesh is required in order for me to do anything in Avedis Hashem, except, you know, eating the Shabbos Suda. That we all want what God wants. And even then, it's not always so pleasant. I have this ongoing conversation with some people. Why don't you have Malava Malka Matzah Shabbos? Why don't you wash and sit down and have Malava Malka and sing, sing those mirrors? At that point, because after having going for an unofficial Malava Malka to have something eat to eat, at that point, they don't want to eat anymore. So the same person on a Friday night, for Friday night was, was salivating over his over his gefilte uh, fish and crying. What's a Shabbos? You can't get him to do it. Why? You tell him. God wants you to have Malava Malka. How do we know that? It's a Simon and Shulchanach. It's a Din and Shulchanach. Keep Malava Malka. It means he wants me to wash or at least to have something recovered. I say not wash. Washing is better. But to have something hot, right? Whatever it might be. So it's a Din and Shulchanach. God wants me to have Malava Malka. He wants me to sing some piyutim or covered other Malka Mashiachas. Last night I sat by the table for three hours, eating and singing. Tonight I can't do it for three minutes. What happened from last night to tonight? The terrorist is last night I wanted the same thing that God wanted. God wanted me to eat the Friday night soda. Guess what? I also wanted to eat Friday night soda. Everything stimmed. Worked out good. Tonight we have a problem. Because tonight is already after the children. And it's after even pizza that I might have had Moshe Shabbos six hours later, of course. And well, now I'm sitting here and it's 11.30 in Moshe Shabbos. And we're about to go to bed. And there's a simon in Shulchanach that says, Malav HaMalka. It's a din in Shulchanach. Keep Malav HaMalka. Or Kavad of Malkim To bring the Nesham Yaseir into the week. To make Tikkunim Mamashri Yimaisa Mashiach. And all the other things, it's Malav HaMalka. It's one of the biggest avoiders of the whole week. Now we have a problem. Because now God wants me to eat. I don't want to eat. I want to go to sleep. Or I want to do something else. I don't want to eat. So the Torah says, give up what you want, which is right now, just to go to bed or not to eat. And and eat something. Last night you were able to do it. This person, if he's mice and effish, could do this a couple of times. He'll do it. But it's not a mahalach in Avedis Hashem. It's not the tachlis. The tachlis is to want what God wants. B'chol nekudu nekudu, last words on Reish Samaches. B'chol nekudu nekudu, Allah of Lahavchen, Makalish Baruch Hu Umahu Raitzah. You always have to begin every Avaida with everything that comes your way with this question. This is the language of the Yetzirah Taif. You stop and you ask yourself, Maha Kadesh Baruch Hu writes it. What does the Baruch Shalom want? Ma Ani writes it. And what do I want? And then, L'chapes Eitzais, then I have to begin my real Avaida, after the mo- that honest moment, then I have to begin the Avaida, L'chapes Eitzais, Ketzad Ligrem L'kach Shagam Hu Atzma Yird Says Maha Kadesh Baruch then I have to begin the real hard work, which is trying to find ways, aces, to strengthen my rotsen for what God wants. My rotsen for what God wants. Same thing with the kid, remember, two weeks ago? 
boy, the boy, the father wants the boy to learn. The boy wants to play. He also wants to learn. For whatever reason, he wants to learn because he li- he likes learning. He wants to make his parents happy. Whatever it is, he wants a good report card because he can get it. He'll get a toy. Whatever it is, he wants. But the rutsum to play is very is strong. So the kid says, "Makar's right, sir, that I should learn." Ma'ani writes, so what do I want? I want to play. The tachlis of growing up, of maturing, is to be able to understand more and more how precious it is to learn, how important it is to learn, and how silly it is to play, depending on what age, obviously, but how silly it is to play. And life is not about playing. And as one matures, one begins to want learning more. But how do I do that with a kid? I'm not talking that he's now five years older, which is not so pushy either. But with a little one, how do I do that? How do I strengthen the rutsen inside of him to learn? I have to find aces, incentives, that the child should have a strong rutsen to learn. For a little for a little kid, the kid feels it's kedai for me to learn. On many levels, I get I get prizes. Uh, my my mommy and daddy are happy with me. I can answer Rebbe in class, and it feels good. Rebbe says, good, Yankee. I mean, whatever it is. But I have to think of answers. So that the kid shouldn't be stuck in this situation of HaKadosh Baruch Hu writes it, Vani writes it. HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants me to learn, I want to play. That he should be able to come to a place of, I want to learn. Obviously, with a child, it depends on all kinds of incentives. As we grow older, hopefully becomes more of an, a deeper appreciation and understanding to be attached to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, to Be'emes want to HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants. But that's the Havayda. It begins always with a question. Ma'ani writes her, Ma'kadosh Baruch Hu writes her. Any Nisoyen in life, you ask yourself that question. But not the big Nisoyenis. As we learned, you should begin with the small Nisoyenis. Anything in life. Come tonight, you're a little bit tired. You could push yourself a little bit more. Makos Boho writes, sir. What did I learn today? How much did I learn today? Ma'ani writes. So you're either going to be mavater on what you want, give it up, and be mice and nefesh for what God wants, which is a chash of a thing, but it's not a mahalach, or you also mature, and I also mature, to bring ourselves up to Madrega of wanting what God wants. And the times that God wants you to sleep and to close the safe. And a person sometimes has to force himself to do that. And it's also not right. At times, not to learn. But to want what the very Shalom wants. For a kid, you, for a kid, you say, what does mommy and daddy want? Do you say, yes, the kid, what does the Kaddish Baruch Hu want? What? You have to sometimes, the kid doesn't, you have to be more with mommy and daddy. But to try slowly to bring the Vayneshom, to identify the Vayneshom with mommy and daddy. The child's first understanding of the Vayneshom is big daddy. It's big daddy. Sometimes you don't outgrow that. It's just, like daddy is, daddy is scary. He's, wow, God is really, really scary. I don't mean that in a bad way, scary. But in the beginning, it's a chinuch. Understanding this is very deep. And it's the start of our entire Vedas Hashem. 
Lahaya Gilu Levitsanias Baruch, Adam Lahaya Yochel Lodzeis, may I rust and Shlahanishaloi, the rust and Shlahabari Eilam. Now we're going to see something amazing. And, and every, every single one of you knows this. There's not going to be any Chiddush here. So here I am, I'm stuck in this stalemate. God wants, and I want. I, I don't know. I don't want what He wants. So how could I? How could I do that? So what do we do with that guy? That he wants the he wants the girl for the to marry God forbid the Gaita, and God says you can't marry a Gaita. So what do we? Do? What's going to happen? In the world, in the world, ultimately, a person's rotsen wins. As we said, that's Nakudas Chaim of a person. Nakudas Chaim wins. That's why if you really want something, you get it. The Nakudas Chaim wins. So how could the, how could we ever come across that? Now, how could we cross over that empty space to want what the Barnishlam wants? How could we? There's Chinuch, there's learning, Musa, Chesidus. Right? All of that's to help us understand. And the more you understand, you try to incorporate it and to feel it. And if it's somebody who can really teach in a good way to give over a cheshik and a rotzen, it's good. It's gewaldic. Still, how could, you, how could you take away from someone his nekudas which is his rotzen, and they bring it to the Baruch Hashem's rotzen? You know what the teretz is? The teretz is... We're not starting. We're not start, starting off at the zero, at the one yard line. That's the terrors. A guy can't do this. He can do it temporarily. Hayid can. You know the reason for that is because each and every one of us has inside of us a chelakilakamima. We have inside of us. We're, it's built into the computer. It's built into the computer. A rotsam tnimi. To want what God wants. So that the other Ritzainas of playing, of eating the bad foods, of having the girlfriend that's not Jew, all that stuff. The other Ritzainas, even though you might feel that it's in the Kudus this implanted into the, into the subconsciousness of a Jew, into the etzim of who he is, there's a deeper rotsam, there's a deeper truth. It's in the Kudus of a Yid. This chavuka udvuka is attached and cleaving to the very the creator of the world. It's a nice, it's a miracle. You can't explain it to anybody. Like what happened, like I said to you a number of times, I think, with the with the Rebbe Baruch Mezhgusim said, the Maisa from the Balsham Hakadosh, from his great grand, from his grandfather. What happened to Balsham? Just reminding you. That there was a there was a guy in Mezbiz, big like a pirate or something like you know a, a nobleman or something a chosh of a guy, and and he was and he was very very sick he was deathly ill. Rebbeach Mezbiz said all, and they, they knew the Balshemta was a wonder was a wonder worker the guy more uh, believed in him, and he asked for the Balshemta to come. And, and and the Balshamta of Akadish explained to him that because of his, that his taivas that he has 
that he indulges in his taivas. A certain animal with specific taivas killing him. A- and and he has to overcome that taiva. So the guy asked about He said to him, Rabbi, how are you able to overcome that taiva? Whatever that taiva was, I have to go into. But you're able to overcome that taiva? So Bashantav Kadir said, I'm already an old man. So Baruch Meshbis said this over. What happened? So he said, after after Bashantav finished talking to the guy, he gave him a bracha or whatever. So the what the the I don't know who was with the Balshamtiv, or maybe it was Rabbi Meshbitz, I don't remember now, right now, the exact what happened, but that, maybe it was his grandson, maybe Rabbi And he asked him, well, why didn't you answer, why didn't you answer the, the parrots, the truth? Why don't you, why do you tell them that you're old? Why don't you tell them the truth? Avada! I overcome that taiva. Why do you say anything like that? And you did when you were young. So the Balshamtiv said, it's impossible to explain that to a guy. Why should I try to explain to him that there's such an Indian? I can't explain that to him. Why. And the Rebbe Baruch Meshbis said, when he said this over this Maisa, the Rebbe Baruch Meshbis said, the Emes is, I can't even explain it to myself. I can't even explain it to you from where I take these kaihas. I can't even explain it to myself. The reason that, he, that we can't explain it to himself, even somebody like the Rebbe Baruch is because that that ability, that kayak is coming from a place of vitsaynenu lasis vitsaynfe. The deepest, deepest rotsn of the yid is the same rotsn as Hashem. When you see a Jew that's not living according to the rotsn of Hashem, he can't possibly be fulfilled or happy with that. And even though I'll swear to you, I'm the happiest person in the world. I've never had it better. It's gewaldic. I love being off the derech. I'm having a great time. You got no one telling me what to do. It's a pleasure. I do this event, I do that event, I don't feel bad about it. It's not true. It's not true. And even if he doesn't feel bad about his averus, because he doesn't put them together, he feels bad about something else, because he had a fight with a girlfriend. There's another explanation that he has for his sadness. Since the sherish of a person, Simcha, <coughs> is living in a way that's consistent with his deepest rotsam, if a Jew does not live as a Jew, he's out of sync with the deepest rotsam of who he is. Because the pnimius, the pnimius of being a Jew depends on knowing this and believing in this. So he explains. If, in, if deep inside of us there wouldn't be a gilui, a revelation of what Hashem, of the rotsam Hashem, I wouldn't be able to leave my Ratzin and cross over to want what God wants if these are two different worlds. Which until now, this is the impression we got. God wants in one corner and I want in the other corner. Two different worlds. Like Yitzhak and Rivka. Each one is in a different corner. Has his Indian. That's what we thought. That's not true. If there wouldn't be deep in the nefesh, deep in the soul, in the kudah pnimis of a yid, the rotsn haboyre, that rotsn, the same rotsn as God, Adam laha yachadu shum oifin lotzes mehoilam shal ha'ani, a person would never ever be able to cross over from the world of ani, 
And to go over to what God wants. So when people ask me, what do you mean? Mother Teresa wasn't a, a holy woman? The Teresa says, no, she wasn't a holy woman. How can you say that? She she won prizes. She was a, she did a, The whole life she she was on the street with, with sick people and taking care. So I say, she's a good person. I was arguing with that. Don't ask me if she was holy. She was a good person. So how did she do all of that to be on the street with sick people? Her whole life she was metapal with poor people, sick people. She didn't go to Switzerland for vacation. She didn't. She never went to doggies. How did she, how did she you're telling me she's not holy? And then you're not, now you're saying a funnier thing. You're saying, you're a yid, you're holy. I'm holy. How could it be? Terry says, again, I'm always saying, the kids are, and it, it, it's much deeper than this, but it's really all coming from this. Terry says that Mother Teresa wanted to do that. That was her Ani. Her Ani told her, Stay with these sick people and feed them. It's Kvaldik. But that was her Ani. <clears throat> if you would have asked her not to do that, she could not do that. That was her Ani. We spoke about this in the past. It's a hard Indian. That was her Ani. That's Safkosov, therefore, when she when she did that for the for the sick people, Safkosov, like the time he says at the beginning, it was like Garmayu, it was for herself that she did it. That's not because, how could you say that right now they would take me away to jail for saying that Mother Teresa did it for herself. She, she was the most selfless person in the world. She did it for everybody else except herself. The Teresa says her selflessness was the greatest way of indulging herself. Which is grateful that there was such a person who's, who was so selfish in such a way that she wanted to do for her whole life other people. It sounds crazy, but that's what it is. But to be able to go out from what I want to what God wants... Only a yid has such a kind. The emes. Only a yid has such a kind. It's an akuda haplimis. It's inside of a Jew. It's a chilak elaka mimal mamish. It's inside of a yid. The hechrech efay shabachal yehudi yesh esarit senene lasis besanach like Chazal say. That inside each and every Jew. There is this like Chazal say. But senene lasis. My rotsin is to do your rotsin. That's the deepest rotsin of a Jew. <clears throat> That's why he's not really crossing over any bridge. He's returning to himself. Tshuva, as we've learned, especially the whole, I said Tshuva, we've learned the whole Sefer over all these years. Tshuva means not going back to, not going to something different outside of me. Tshuva means returning to the voice inside of me, the deepest voice inside of me. Listening to the deepest part of myself. That's that goes back to what we were saying before from the Chaim where the snake was outside, now it's inside. Listening to the deepest part of who I am is true. Therefore, there's nothing, there's nothing more gratifying. There's nothing that's more wonderful than that. So you have a person that's from from birth, and he looks at the Balchuva. The from from birth person says, "Wow, can't believe it. This guy actually chose to be like me. I mean, he chose to be this way." He was having a ball, eating everything he wanted, going with this girl, that girl, doing everything he wanted, and he and he he chose to be like me. I wish I could have the luxury to be like him. I was to go back before doing tshuva, 
then become a Balshuva, and then they're like honoring me at the dinner for being the Balshuva of the year. But I never had the stuff that he had. I'd like to be the Balshuva of the year. But I'm stuck. I'm from from birth. So how could it be that person wants? That's what he wants. I mean, is he, he really wants to keep Shabbos. He really wants to live the way that, I, that I'm stuck in. He wants that. That a from from birth person cannot can't understand unless you're a big over Hashem. You can't understand how could he want that? I understand that you feel bad, you feel guilty. I understand all that stuff that makes you do it. I understand that. But the end is to want it. I could that he wouldn't have gotten in any trouble had he not given up what he was doing before. Because everybody would have said, What do you want from the guy? Everyone to issue you. Wouldn't have gotten in trouble. Or what about a gear? So a different discussion. You want that? You go into the yeshivas, you ask the kids, do you want to be this way? I'm talking about the firmest yeshivas. You really want to, to live the life that you're living right now? You you want this? Do you want to sit by the Gemara all day? Or do you maybe want to, but you look out the window sometimes and you see the, the, that little couple spazering over there, you ask an 18-year-old boy, sitting over his Gemara, you promise you. So yeah, if he's not in a real place, I'll give you the whole talk that he heard last Shmuz he heard from his rabbi. What that filth is disgusting and I'm even okay. Well let's get that out of your system. Now what do you dream about at night, my friend? Do you dream about learning tomorrow or do you dream about being with that girl outside the window? What do you dream about at night? How does a person cross over? To want that. The Tarot says that the Bari Shalom made a trick. It's a trick. Each and every one of us got an injection before we came down. It's like when you get a you get a new computer and everybody has it was already like loaded up with stuff. There's such a thing. You get you get a computer and it's like like they sell a uh, what's it called again the um, iPod. You get an iPod and it has it ready on it. They tell you here's an iPod. It's got all of Shlomo Kalbach's and it comes with it. Well, it comes it comes with five thousand shirim. From all your favorite rabbis and speakers, 5,000 shirim, it's a loaded iPod. It's a machai. Is there anything that's more pleasurable than that? You, you, you have this thing, and everybody has programmed all this stuff. I just have to, a little bit of an establish uh, to get. I mean, establish. Not to press the wrong button, to press the right button. That's, that's, that's already in the machine. It's programmed into the machine. Each and every one of us came into the world programmed with the Ratzinah to Think about it. We're programmed, not starting off like that, an empty computer, blank disk. We're programmed with the Ratzinah Boyre. The biggest is Chaskis in the world. And the person lives with that. I'm programmed with the, I have, I'm an iPod, I'm a loaded iPod. Not with the stuff that I fressed on, an Irish kite, all, all this, all my life, stupid things. I'm, I'm programmed in the etzim of who I am with the will of God. It's, it's built into the machine. My soul on its own is attached to the Rabbi Shalom's Ratzim. That's in the machinery. 
Mulbash Aritanias Bar Klaimer, Sherish Hanish on a Makim Shu writes a Gashmias, Tibis Vasasham Afisurum, Hashashapnimi Shalom Mulbash Aritanias Bar. Meaning, all the Tibis that I have that I call what I want, all that's an external, superficial thing. It's not really what I want. There's one thing that I want. I'm a Jew. One thing I want is not what I want. What I want is what the Bible wants, not what I think I want. No guy could say that. Mother Teresa Bemis wanted to help people. Albert Schweitzer Bemis wanted to help people. You know, he made he went to an island, he made a whole hospital there with these people that were so sick. I remember when I read this book when I was a kid, I was in the spa, I said I can't do the thing or anything like that. <clears throat> which don't know our kaifas. Our kaifas. A person has what Yid has. What I think is my Sherish you take away my drink, I'm going to die. That's ridiculous. You take away my cigarette. So the kid tells you, Daddy, if you take away my toy, I'm going to die. You tell me what are you talking about. That's ridiculous. Even though I feel that way. If they're going to take away my toy, I'm going to die. It's not true. I feel that way. That's ridiculous. Nimsim Kain. Comes out that there are three Hagdaris, three definitions. In each and every Jew, hidden in each and every Jew, there's the Ratzna Hashem. Hidden in each and every Jew, there's the Ratzna to do God's rots. The Tamil Khanavish and Nevish Gamma Rotsna Khasham Lifal Negibitans Banahao. I also have a, a Yetzahara. I have also inside of me, hidden inside of me, a funny thing that's telling me not to do the Ratsnasha. You shouldn't we shouldn't think that our Vaida in world in, in life is to is to make this unbelievable sharp turn away from what I want to what God wants. It's unbelievably impossible thing to, to go away from what I want to what God wants. That's a mistake. That's not what God wants us to do. That's not what that's not our avoider. Eliyesh Lavra as Ashlav Haem Tsoyshu Shahani Gamhu writes Alasis Sanisbah. Is to come to that in between that says, I want what God wants. To come to feel that and to to believe in that, to feel it, to understand it. And that's the deeper meaning of it. It says in Pasuk, When Hashem finds the ways of a person, Hashem finds your ways pleasing to Him, because He helps you, that your worst enemies end up being your best friends. They end up helping you. They make shalom, they, they work things out with you, and they help you. When you and I stop thinking that this is what I want and identifying those with sinus with myself and what, what I want and who I really am, I really want this. We stop that business. And we know that when I say I really want this drink, I really want this food that's bad for me, I really want, it's not I really wanting it. And it starts to want to feel that wanting that Akash Baruch Hu wants, Zui Madregas Ahavash Ein Pluyibadavah. 
them are coming to the Madrig that we're learning about in the last parak that we thought, forget it, I can never ever even imagine that. Wow. I can love God without it being something which satisfies my mitzvahness. Meaning my silly mitzvahness. Remember? Ahavatlibadava means you give the kid a kid, so he loves you. Ahavashainthlibadava means because of that's because that's the mitzvah of who I am. The deepest mitzvah of who I am is mitzvah of me is Hashem. So that's not Hashem. It's one and the same. That's what we're learning. I am one with Hashem. I don't want really anything other than what He wants. Therefore, I can love Him, even though loving Him does not mean that I, that I, meaning the silly, secondary I, get something out of this. I don't have to get anything out of it. Not only that, it could even be bad for me. I could lose my panasa. I could lose, God forbid, my child. Khalil, Khalil. What do I want? I want what God wants. What does God want? Apparently, God wants my child back with him. That's what I want. Such a thing can't be lasting. There is such a thing. When you put it in that example, it's impossible for us to identify with. What, what interrupts or what disrupts a person coming to the Madrega of Ahavish and Tlibadava, Zuhauvdeshumagishrakasarotanishalanishala. I feel that my kid should continue living. I want to do. I want to have this. I want to have that. So, so then, if God did something I didn't want, then I stop loving Him. I can't love Him because I want, He wants. I'm very disappointed. How can I love someone that did that to me? How can I love someone who is conflicting with what I want in such a brutal way? I can't love Him. Hello, hello, I can't feel Hashem. Call his mind the next page. As long as those are two separate worlds, what I want and what God wants, I can't come to that place of chad, of oneness and unity with Hashem, which is Ahav Hashem Tlibadava. Hashem, the Torah, and the Yid. It's all one. Means really on the deepest level, what I want and what God wants is the same thing, and what the Torah wants is the same thing. When a person comes to that mahalach, that what he wants and what God wants is the same, then you can come to a mahalach that's called one, and you become one with Hashem. As long as you want something and God wants something else. Ain't equal Mushlam, and Harid Sinus. And there's no Achdis. So then it depends. As long as God is good to me, then I can say, hey, you're really great. I love you. And if it's not so good, then, the, then the Ani is not getting what it wants. Then it's no longer God. Then I don't, I don't have a Shaykhis to you. Or I'll just say, what am I going to do? God, God did that, and He knows best. All right. What am I going to do? I'll stick to the program because I have no choice. And the Varmamukim, what we just learned, is very deep. Needs much more. But the nakuda we understand. To get out of my personal small rotsen. And to enter into the rotsen Hashem. Means coming to a place that what I want is what a Baruch wants. Baruch 
to do what he wants, Bamis. Kachen, because the truth is, that's the real truth. We'll begin with that avoid the next Thursday. We'll begin with that avoid the next Thursday.